Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. My name is Pramith, joined by Andy, Ishis, and Rohit. And we're back. It's been a minute, but uh, we're back with an NBA episode. And first things first, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James, NBA champions, bubble champions. J.R. Smith as well. J.R. Smith without his shirt. That was pretty funny to see that. He he took it off even before the He took it off the moment he could, dude. That was funny. And then during the celebration, he was just standing there just like cheering with them while shirtless. It was it was hilarious. That was was classic JR. I mean that's what he was there for. They probably realized like, yeah, we need a partier when we We eventually win. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's important, you know. It's kudos to the Lakers for making crucial, you know in-season acquisitions like that. like That's yeah. what leads you to a championship. Those are championship moves. <laughs> Dion Waiters as well. Dion Waiters, Jared Dudley. Did Jared Dudley play? He played in the last like couple minutes. Dude, did you see that video? Well. Did you see a video of him coming into the court? No. He literally took off his like dumb sweats in like literally point one seconds as soon as they called him. He <laughs> 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 was probably so ready. Like it all came off like in the same moment and he really walked out and he ran out. He was like rehearsing for that moment or something, dude. Yeah. In the yeah. locker room, he was like, that's hype. That's hype. That's beautiful. Good for him. Good. Yeah. I know nothing about him before last year though. Him and Ben Simmons had that duel. Mm-hmm. That was sick. That was yeah. like, that was so funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Lakers won Kudos to the Lakers, of course. Difficult to win the championship. I think this is the, one of the most impressive rings to win in general just because of how locked in you had to stay the entire bubble, uh, both on the court, off the court. Very impressive. But um, yeah, I guess we can start off with just the accolades here. Obviously, Lakers won this one. Uh, finals MVP went to LeBron, and that was a unanimous decision. I don't know. I think that was... Right, I think LeBron definitely deserved to win Finals MVP, but I know Andy, you have some thoughts about that. First yeah. of all, Andy, who do you think should have been the Finals MVP? I, I don't. Is your disagree. problem with the MVP or the unanimous nature of it? I, I, I completely. I'm, I'm fine with LeBron being MVP. He deserves it, but I don't like the unanimous portion of it. Um, I mean, I okay. First of all, like just a little side rant. Um, like the Finals MVP voting is just between nine social or nine people and when you 11, have only yeah. nine or 11 sorry but point still stands that like there's not I, I don't think there's enough people voting on it when you have like 88 or like or maybe like 100 some somewhere among yeah. the hundreds 127 thank you for the numbers uh for mvp voting in the regular season and uh during the 2015 finals um when which uh, i think already four uh okay I'm, I'm getting my numbers mixed up but like already a good portion are, had voted for lebron even though the warriors had won for a finals mvp so then and then uh, uh, some people already put iggy down for uh like three or three couples like three votes or something and basically they were just forced to vote for iggy because they didn't want the finals mvp to be from a losing team um i think like jerry west is the only person to ever do that and curry didn't get a single finals mvp despite uh, being the best player on that team. Like, I, I get that, you know, LeBron shut, or sorry, <laughs> Iguodala shut down LeBron. Um, that's That could be debated. But, like, he stepped on his offense performance, sure. But it's not like Steph Curry was, like, doing poorly. I think um, the Game 3 narrative of, like, Della Vadova shutting down Curry is widely exaggerated. Um, like, sure, he, he did well for one game, but then the rest, the next three games, he cooked Delhi. Like, um, Steph Curry was playing well, and he like maybe it was a little bit poorer than the regular season. And you're supposed to expect your, I guess your stars to show up in the NBA Finals and whatnot. But he was still the best player on that team, and to have zero votes, um, in in your first year ever leading your team, that's that's ridiculous, man. Um, but yeah, I I have no problem with LeBron being unanimous. I think, but I think Anthony Davis had. Uh, a large, a better, a more of an impact than the voting shows. Well, I'm so just you, curious. You were kind um, of, so sorry. You, yeah. yeah okay. So uh, you're basically saying that, like, comparing Steph to AD this year, as in they, like, he should have deserved some votes for being statistically the best player on the team. Yeah. I don't yeah. even think I, AD was statistically the best player on the team. No, I think I think he was. No, like no. Like, I, I think they were pretty similar. Yeah. And LeBron, LeBron is having his, you know 
traditional all-around dominance, and he's not even taking games off on his defensive end like he used to, like back in Cleveland. He was like obviously AD was the defensive anchor, and he was the biggest matchup problem. But it, the, the the Finals MVP and the MVP in general should go to the the straw that stirs the drink. Who's running this team? Straw that stirs who is who is like who is the who is the key? Right, like the one game that Anthony Davis had an off game. You know, it almost didn't matter because LeBron put the team on his back, and mm-hmm. that was like the most even game of the Finals. And like, can you imagine if LeBron had an off game? Like I've said this before, uh, Anthony Davis can't lead a team. Uh, I I, oh, I I'm going to have to take back. I publicly <laughs> apologize for not calling him a top ten player. That is foolishness on my part. But I do stand by the fact that Anthony Davis cannot lead a team. Now that's that's nothing against him. He's an outstanding talent. He's he's a, probably the most talented player at his position, the best player at his position, and all that. He just can't lead a team. So. That's not what a Finals MVP goes to. The Finals MVP goes to the leader of the team, the best player on the team, the the the, the engine. All of that is LeBron. AD is the best co-star in the world, but he's a coach. Yeah, he's, no, he's, I, he's I'm, a plan. I'm not B. debating. I'm not debating the fact. Like I completely agree, 100 percent, that LeBron should have been. But I still feel like um, I, I don't think. It necessarily should have been unanimous. That's, that's I think you're the best part about no, no offense, but the best part about your vote, uh, your your point here is that there's only eleven people voting, which is great. Like that, I didn't I didn't even think about that. That that's that's a totally valid point. If there were a hundred people voting, then it wouldn't be unanimous, which is fine. If that makes sense. I think we would both be much more happy with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just, I mean, yeah. I guess this is just a complaint about the overall Finals MVP voting system. In general, all this shit, like like Lebr- LeBron doesn't have a unanimous regular season MVP because some guy voted for Carmelo. <laughs> and he voted same, for- I'm pretty sure this is the exact same guy that voted Zion Williamson for Rookie, yeah, rookie of the, of the Year. year. Like, so those guys, you know, that, that I, affects I don't know why these, these guys get a vote, first of all. Yeah, yeah, so I was going to ask, who are these people that vote for this? They're just final? media people yeah, slash pundits, bro. They're us, man. They're us. They're us, but like way more like credible and with yeah, the same level of knowledge we know them yeah they have but more Twitter for all intensive purposes, intensive purposes like we might have the same amount of basketball knowledge as them yeah no <laughs> no i feel like i've definitely brought this up about media people it's not about what they say it's about how they say it like if they talk loud and make a lot of but this noise, in this particular know. it's just a vote yeah you know no like i think nothing. okay so i mean it is media people and i think players have brought this up like james Harden, i think brought this up during those mvp voting how the media dictates these votings and how it kind of affects it. So I think like when it comes to Iguodala, right, or Kawhi, like, for example, for Iguodala, he wasn't in the starting lineup when they were losing the series. And then he comes in and they start Yeah, the storyline. The yeah. storyline clearly affects their voting, right? And when it comes to LeBron and AD, I think the storyline there is this is in LeBron's favor there as well because like he's getting his redemption for, you know, his injury last year not being in the playoffs. And he's coming mm-hmm. back with vengeance, right, to prove that he's the best. As well as, I think, like, obviously we can agree that LeBron should have gotten this MVP. So it's statistically unlikely that someone would choose AD. Although yeah. someone probably would. But if it's only 11 voters, it's unlikely that some yeah, of them... Are I, I think most people agreed that LeBron was the finals MVP. So if it's only 11 people voting, like, it's not really out of... Like, that, that's uh, true. Yeah, I would have voted for Jimmy Butler over AD. Yeah. I would have totally voted for Jimmy Butler over AD. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Butler. I have no problem with the finals MVP going to a player on the losing team. Yeah. Like, honestly, LeBron should have won it at least one of those years he lost to to, um, the Warriors. Like, he was far and away the best player on the court in 2015 and 2016. In 2016, I saw this crazy stat. He led all teams on both sides in all five statistical categories, which is like, yeah, that's LeBron, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I did. Uh, I'll just take this as a segue. Um, Jimmy Butler, shout out Ishis for calling this back in our maybe like first, first or episode second episode yeah. about yeah. true MVPs. Ishis, do you want to uh, to speak on Jimmy Butler? Um, I mean, you can go ahead. I mean, I don't really his 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 play speaks for itself. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he's the guy that this team needs. He's an alpha, and then at the same time, he's such a good leader and. The, what he provides and the heart that he showed, like to play all but 48 seconds again and take on defending LeBron and Anthony Davis, like as much as I love Steph Curry and I love the Warriors, one thing that 
that finals, especially before Kevin Durant was missing, was that Steph Curry would go down the court and he'd be guarded by, you know, Delavadova. And then LeBron would come down the court and he'd be guarded by Draymond Green and Iguodala. We didn't get to see this, you know, best player, haymaker, you know, like uh, what I think Mark Jackson said, Joe Frazier versus Muhammad Ali, like heavyweight matchup. And that's what I wanted to see. The last five minutes of that game, game five, was like yeah, some of the five. best basketball yeah. I've ever seen. It was just Jimmy Butler going down like with arms like noodles because he's played the entire game and just getting to the foul line and you know collapsing on the side and then get, hitting a mid-range shot on Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris. I don't even know. A Morris. And then like LeBron coming down and just bulldozing some poor fool and getting an and one like my God, that was such good basketball. And yeah, the the Heat lost. Uh, no one's surprised. But I think a lot of people are surprised by Jimmy Butler and how much he's raised his game. Uh, in the regular season, he had like 18, 19 points per game. In the postseason, he got 27. And in the finals, he's averaging like 34, 35, something like that. On like a ridiculous. stupid amount of minutes. Yeah. On a stupid amount of minutes. Yeah. And, like, and, he, and without Dragic, he's the primary facilitator. He has to be in the game. He has to, he he has to stir his drink. <laughs> so, so like, as good as Tyler Hero and you know Kendrick Nunn or Bam is, they're all supplementary pieces. Um, so Jimmy Butler was outstanding, and he's he's extremely good. Speaking of facilitating, uh, I mean, obviously you expect LeBron to be the facilitator for the Lakers as well, but um, his passing in this series. Honestly, this entire playoffs has been his entire career. You mean? I mean, isn't his career obviously? But like, I feel like this season, and especially you got to see it way more in the postseason. Like his his willingness to let somebody else take over, like AD, offensively, uh, and just be such a good facilitator is. I don't know. I won't say it's underrated because I feel like nothing on LeBron is underrated, but it's like a hidden aspect of his game that is up there with like the best in the league. I mean, like you got to you got to imagine like this guy's probably breathing such a breath of fresh air now, being able to pass the ball to Anthony Davis, yeah, instead of like you know Kevin Love or Jay Crowder back in the day, <laughs> and like who was it Jeff Green on that twenty eighteen Celtics team, um, Cavs team, Cavs, like yeah, like he's always been a very willing facilitator, and now you give him like Anthony Davis to facilitate, facilitate to, of course too. he's gonna take yeah. that. He led the yeah. league and in assists. And he can just chill on offense now. He can just let Anthony Davis do his work for, you know, the first and second quarter. And then, you know, if somehow the Lakers are still, it's still in a close game, he just drives to the hoop, uh, gets and ones, just bullies everyone on the court. Because no one is stopping LeBron in a one-on-one situation unless he just decides to inexplicably miss at the rim. Um, So, like, this, this helps him tremendously. It saves him a lot of energy, too, so... Yeah, um, one thing, I mean, about LeBron, like, throughout his career, I feel like we all kind of know about this, but, like, it's actually insane the amount of information this guy holds in his brain about, like, every single player on the court, every single co-player. Don't talk about the Raptors play. What Raptors play? (laughs) One time he called out the Raptors play. Oh, I mean, I don't really know about that. But, like, he knows everything about every player on the coaching staff, you know, every person in the organization. Like, he knows all this stuff. Like, he knows the percentages of, like, what what plays have more likely to you know score in each scenario right so his iq is definitely off the charts so i mean even though we all see him as like this athletic you know prowess you know the the most athletic player we've ever seen he's also i think one of the smartest most like cerebral yeah yes i I honestly don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) thank you for your honesty but um yeah like iq wise i mean i've never seen anyone control the flow of a game the way lebron has that's Um, definitely true and you're right and also like you're talking about how anthony davis could help him i actually thought in their playoff run this year rondo was like a roger rondo was a huge part with this as well because sometimes i mean lebron would just go to the bench and then they literally just send out Rondo and he would just carry the same, you know, yeah. flow of the game. His IQ, IQ is, yeah. again, one of the best, right? And him and AD were great together. So that, I think he was like a huge X factor. Yeah, like him, the, 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 the KCP off the bench. KCP wasn't off the bench. Really he was well. a starter. Oh, was he a starter? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a starter. But like um, the, the, Heat, the, the Heat beat the Celtics by playing a zone against them. And like you can't play a zone against players as 
smart as um, Rondo, Rondo and LeBron. LeBron. They'll just chill yeah. and always make the right decision. You can't beat someone that always makes the right decision. And this will segue perfectly into the end of Game 5 because, sure, every once in a while, the decision doesn't lead to the right outcome. But if you make the correct decision 100% of the time, you will you will end up on the positive side of the ledger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for uh, for everyone saying that you know LeBron lost six finals and that should be counted against him as ridiculous, like oh four and six or three six back in the day, that would be like the same <laughs> thing the as day, saying yesterday. that would be the same thing as saying like Giannis had a better playoff run than Jimmy Butler because he didn't lose in the finals. Giannis is now zero and zero in the finals and Jimmy Butler's zero and one. So Giannis currently has the leg up according to. Many many. I remember, I remember getting into I remember getting into so many arguments. If we go back to football about Brady versus Montana, because yeah, Montana's undefeated in the Super Bowl, but Brady's been a more <laughs> such a stupid point, dude. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to LeBron, I feel like me personally, I thought that every time they lost, like LeBron would always do the right decision. He'd make the right plays every series, but it would always like his like supporting cast would just miss their shots, and then they lose the series. So, so the, my question is like, I, I agree that it's the right decision to, um, like, pass it out to Danny Green in that one instance where everyone flamed LeBron for not taking it over three people, like, uh, like Kobe would do, uh, rest in peace. But, um, like, at, at some point, do you just have to take it yourselves? Do you just like at some point do you just not trust your supporting cast? You only trust yourself. Nah, man. In that in that situation, stuff? like, I feel like anybody who is like flaming LeBron for passing it out to Danny Green there is completely wrong. I don't think there's any situation where you take a triple contested shot over a wide open three to somebody. Yeah. He's been struggling, but like historically he knocks down threes, you know, okay, like, okay. You have unfortunately to- for the Warriors last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I was more Fred Van Vliet than Danny Green last year, man. Danny I think Green Fred Van Vliet's fucking that. performance in the finals last year was out of his mind. Every, yeah. This is a tangent, but every time it was late shot clock, they would play excellent team defense. Friend Van Vliet would just put up some crazy shot. It was Jamal Murray esque. And then Drake would will it in with his power of his beard. <laughs> yes, Drake. And his son would cheer from the sidelines. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't think it was the wrong decision to pass it out. Now, when it comes to like all these decisions and like games and all these fans like roar up every time you know the play doesn't work out, I feel like. If the result of the play affects yeah. your yeah. reaction, then clearly your observation yeah. is invalid. Like, for example, in an alternate universe where Danny Green made that shot, then all of a sudden, you know, all these people will be like, "Oh, what a great play, LeBron! Such great." Danny IQ. Green files MVP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like that's how that's how. No, and, no, and, then, and then the conversation would go: Did Le- did Danny Green save LeBron yet again? Like, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, that's facts. So no, I I completely agree that like the entire media is too much too results-based um in that like yeah if danny green misses like now he's getting like death threats on social media which he had an excellent response to that by the way yeah yeah Yeah, i did yeah yeah but like i i don't know how you can go to such extremes as a fan just giving him death threats but that's besides the point like um I, i feel like way too many times there you you see uh a wrong result from the right play and then the next day on like first take or like uh undisputed or whatever they just flame the person and like that's that's not the like it's that's purely for headlines i feel like like yeah um at the end of the day <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they made the right play so yeah i mean yeah i, I, I feel like, like yeah no, go. people over yeah people overreact that's i guess that's what i'm trying to yeah say. i think this is like a tangent but like i feel that all these shows like first take and like you know get up or terrible talk about they literally look at the like result of the game, like whoever won, and then they just point out flaws in the other sure. team. Like it's literally yeah. nonsense. They don't look at like the film or anything. Like, obviously, no one has the time to do that. But they act like, oh, the defense was just terrible for this team. Like they were not, you know, getting back, or they weren't, they were not good, or still make up some shit, and then they'll put it on the you know thing. And right, it literally makes no sense. Yeah, they form their narrative after the game has been completed. So yeah, retroactively. Mm-hmm. I think like that was that that's been totally happening even in the Heat's favor. After the first two games, people are like, "Oh, easiest championship ever!" Uh, Lakers cakewalk; they don't have to play. You know, yeah, Giannis worst or finals in recent worst ever. finals ever. And yeah. then you know, Jimmy and Butler. I, and I hate that argument because they beat them. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
I mean, well, see, that's the thing. Nobody really said that. It, nobody changed that opinion until the the Heat actually like won a game or whatever. Like, oh wait, never mind. This isn't an easy dub for them. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Heat, let's talk about the Heat. I feel like we've been talking about the Lakers all the time. Uh, Miami's run was insane. Obviously, probably the most uh, heart out of any team in the postseason yeah. this year. I'm I'm pretty sure like before the or like at the beginning of the bubble they were like um 3000 to one or sorry uh i guess that's 30 30 to one 30 to one uh, 30 to one or something uh, maybe something even like worse 30 to one odds to make the finals and like wow they 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 did they did get there technically yeah. at the beginning of the season every team has 30 to one odds to make the finals not really no that is not how bad that works just trust but yeah i mean they they had a bunch of heart obviously but i think the 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 fact that they were even able to make it this far, um, it was so clearly obvious to me at least that they were outmatched talent wise. Especially when Bam and Dragic both went down game one, you're down your two two of your top three players, uh, and you still somehow stretch this series out to six. Uh, they looked dead tired by game six, and I do not blame them. Right, they were so overmatched physically, talent wise, but the fact that they were able to hang in this long, like. One of the most impressive performances that I've seen from a team. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a bummer. I think it's a bummer just because, you know, it's going to be extremely tough for them to do this again yeah. next year. Boston's going to get better as they get a little bit older. Uh, Brooklyn becomes an automatic contender with KD. Uh, and Giannis, still have Giannis might figure his shit out. You never know. But, like, uh, this was... Six, just, Doc Rivers now? Oh, <laughs> they got, <yes. laughs> They gotta, you gotta capitalize on your opportunities. And uh, speaking as a team, a fan of a team that didn't capitalize <laughs> on their opportunity last year, oh, uh, it's fickle. Success is fickle in the in the sports world. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I think I think nice they scoring. capitalized as best as they could, though. Right? Like, can you expect them to do any more than they did? Yeah. So. Yeah, you run into the best player in the sport, you're gonna get screwed. But like, yeah, it, it just it, sucks. It, yeah, it sucks. Like, yeah, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, good job, Heat," but that doesn't count for anything. That doesn't mean anything. They, they moral victories aren't victories, and I, I guarantee you, they feel the same way, which is part of why they were they've had so much heart, and they they this culture is you know lasted for so long. They they don't see this as a success, and they shouldn't. I don't think it's a success. As much as you guys want to talk about moral victories and stuff. It's not a success unless you, you know, take it all the way. And I, I, I'm fully expecting you guys to rebut this. Yeah, I think it's a success. I think you cannot get caught up in what could have been. And you have to take the situation as it is. The fact is they lost their two of their top three players in game one. Coming off of these, like, obviously they, they, they clapped all these teams that they weren't expected to clap on the way to the finals. But once they were there, they ran into, like you said, the best player in the world, and then another top five, top 10 player in Anthony Davis. You're down so many people and you have to stretch it out as far as you can. And they were able to yeah. do that. They were and able like, to take two games. Yeah, you were able to take two games more, Yeah, I would feel like that was more games than anyone was willing to give them at the beginning of the series. Like, I'm pretty sure all the ESPN analysts were like, um, at the beginning, were like, Lakers and four, Lakers and five, Lakers and four, Lakers and that and was before, and that was before, that was, yeah, before the two injuries, and, then, and they were still able to take two games. I, I, I don't see how you can't see this as a success because I feel like they really did the best they could, man. And yeah. at the end of the day, oh man, I'm trying trade, to trade, trade get a <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think they put their best effort, and that's really all you can ask for. Yeah, they yeah. they put their best effort. Good job, but like, what do they have? They're, they're right now. They have to restart uh, from ne- next year. Yeah. Like this was their best chance right now to win the championship. It's so hard to get back to the championship without like a top five player. Yeah, and... it's, it's yeah. Go ahead, Ethan. It's definitely depressing because like they it's got extremely depressing all man. the way here. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't you know capitalize and get like they were so close, right? They were literally one series away. Um, but I mean, you got to give them credit. I mean, two times in this series, people thought, oh, next game they're definitely gonna like. You know, it's put done. the nail on the coffin, and then Jimmy just comes right back out, and they, you know, Tyler Hero and you know Duncan Robinson, they just come back and keep yeah. finding. So right? I guess Rose, if you want to say what did they gain from this, I guess coming Respect. back next year, 
they have well obviously well, you said respect Isis. yeah respect yeah i mean obviously that um but in terms of within the team you have tyler hero who you have found you know you found like a star in tyler hero a star in the making uh another year of development for him duncan robinson has showed up to be like a very very important piece that i don't think they expected him to play as big a role as he did um bam Adebayo had a huge season this year so there's more to bounce back from for there um jimmy butler has ascended into superstardom right there's a lot of pieces that you have that going forward you can be super confident about and i i, I think in terms of being in a position to do it again next year i don't really see why they can't so the reason why like uh, in a hypothetical situation take take the raptors for example last year when LeBron was out of the East, that was their chance. There was a little bit of a, a power vacuum. And they, they had Kawhi for one year. And they, they made use of it all the way. I understand that Jimmy Butler's not leaving like Kawhi did. But like they, they went all the way up to the mountaintop. And they finished. And they, they, they have something that they can hang their hat on. We were the champions. That's a victory, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so now, now, now the Heat have to go back. And they have to, you know, do courting and free agency. And all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's... The, Yes. Okay. So you, know, you so, don't you don't get rewards for second place so, at all. Like the so, ma- like I was thinking about like the magic against the Lakers in two thousand nine with Dwight Howard. We were just talking about Dwight Howard earlier, but like they went all the way to the finals, and he was you know a three time defensive player of the year, and then they just imploded because they ran into the Lakers, and the Lakers had the better player in Kobe, and uh, and then they dropped off the face of the earth. So and I think it's depressing so, as fuck. Yeah. So the key point for years about the Raptors is that LeBron got hurt, so they had the opportunity. You know, like that window was open for them. But what window was open for the for the Heat here? So I think the fact that there was like Giannis had, has not figured himself out. He's only, what, 24, 25? And he's going to be a transcendent talent. And even he should be looking at Jimmy Butler as how to succeed without a three-point shot. That's another point. Uh, and KD's out. And and still, there's the same power vacuum. So like, you know, the, the Raptors weren't going to be defending their title with Kawhi in the same way that LeBron wasn't going to be defending the East with the Cavs. So there was a little so, bit of an so opportunity. Roth, is like, it, do you think like success can only be defined by winning a championship? I feel like it's very sad, but yes. Like See, you, you don't get more. I think that's where I disagree with you. You don't get moral victories in here. Like, yeah, people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, good job, Nuggets," or "Good job, Heat," but like at the end of the day, they don't have a championship, right? You don't you don't count this shit. Yeah, I mean, okay, when the, the thing is, like, when that buzzer rang on game six, like, Jimmy, because, like, did he think, oh, I'm, I didn't do this, or, like, there's this I could have done that could have helped us win, like, he definitely gave everything. That. I think, no, I, but I think when, when he was done, I do think he was probably thinking about what else he could have done. That's just the okay, that's Jimmy, Jimmy, that's Jimmy. That, that's, <laughs> that's, that's I'm, not taking, I'm not taking away from the, sh- the, the amount of effort they put in. I'm just lamenting, you know, on the sadness after of the all this, you know, it yeah. feels like it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, they could they regardless they would have started back next year with all this cap space and all this continuity had they lost to the Celtics or whatever they would they would have been applauded for beating the Bucks and doing all that stuff. But the fact that they got all the way to the finals and Jimmy played the series of his life and they make made it all the way to six and they're still like you know it's that's for nothing. Do you think Motivation this heat for team, next year, I guess. Do you think this Heat team is like never going to win a championship now or what? Uh, I think uh, I, I I have no idea. Do you think do you think they're the best team in the East or like, you know? Uh, I think the East is a uh, pretty pretty cluttered at the top, especially with the whole bunch of changing mm-hmm. at the guard, changing of the guard. Um, I think they're they're obviously a contender for the top. Uh, and they got think, they got they got the motivation and they have experience now in the yeah. finals. That has to be worth something. Right? Like I think they're better now than before. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I just I, I'm just sad sad for the Heat. Like yeah, I I did want too. LeBron to win. Kind of just because, like, oh yeah, you know, good for you. It's for his legacy, you know. I, I the like whole, LeBron. like Kobe, the Kobe I, I, thing I, too. Yeah, sure. I, I wasn't really a huge Lakers fan, but yeah, Kobe as well. But like, um, Le- for LeBron's legacy, I've always been a big fan of his. Uh, so for him to get that fourth final and take him a little closer to Jordan in time with Shaq and all that stuff, it's a big deal. But man, you have to come against the Heat. I love those kinds of teams that just kind of come out of nowhere and just eat the world for one year and then just. Fuck off somewhere. Like 2006 Heat. That's lit. Anyway. <laughs> rant over. 2017 Eagles. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly awesome. That. Like, I don't care that Brady <laughs> lost because, you know, that's 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 good for the sport. You know, like, yeah. I, I, this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. is just that 
the the league should be you know praying that the heat win because that will allow teams like the hawks and teams like the grizzlies to have hope like yo if we just you know put together a really really good team we don't need a lebron but at the end of the day it's just like okay now here here's a shitty team in the lakers for the entire decade add lebron add anthony davis through no skill just like yo lebron wants to come here and now anthony davis wants to come here they do pretty much nothing and they get a finals like come on man that's not good yeah um, Such a okay, cheat yeah. code. Um, one thing I wanted to ask was like, do you think some teams are bubble teams, and then like, oh, one hundred percent. I think because like we saw it a lot, like with the Nuggets, with the Heat, with the with Thunder. any underdog. Yeah, you any think underdog. The, you think the yeah. I, I I don't know about the Nuggets because the Clippers don't really have a home field advantage, but like winning on the road is so tough, especially having young players like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I don't know if they play as well as they do against the Bucks with the entire Milwaukee, yeah. you know, cheering for their their, their team. Yeah, so yeah. Like, first playoffs ever. Yeah, right. next year we might just see like an entire different. That's true. That that might be your window that you're. Like, yeah, you're like to about. to be an underdog. Yeah. This is the year to be a lower seed. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No travel, nothing at all. Real quick question: If Dragic and Bam didn't get hurt and they were fully healthy, do you think the Heat could have won this? See, I don't think that Jimmy Butler would have gone as crazy as he did. He only went crazy out of necessity. He's not yeah. that kind of player. He doesn't want to be. He wants to He wants to win. And the thing that he had to do was win was fill Dragic's shoes and his own. And he did so. Um, so uh, I think so you, you put Dragic that. in, the 20 points just comes from him instead of Jimmy as well. And we get kind of robbed of a masterful final, finals performance. And maybe they, I think they maybe win two games. I think it's about the same. Yeah, and also like what you saw from Jimmy, Jimmy was because it was a necess- necessity. Like They needed him to do that in order to have a chance to win the games. If the Heat were in a position to win this series, that would bring in LeBron's necessity, you know? Yeah, totally. That would bring his, yeah, you know, true. necessity game. His A game. His A game, yeah. so. So you're saying Miami never had a chance to begin with? It's LeBron, yeah. man. I said this right as soon as the, as soon as the Lakers made. No one's beating LeBron. Yeah. None of these teams are beating LeBron. Yeah. You, you have worried. to have a very good team. A, a dynasty. Um, a historically good team to beat LeBron. Yeah. Has LeBron uh, only lost to the Spurs and the Warriors? And, and, the, oh, and the Mavs. Yeah, and the Mavs. Like, like the, Mavs, the Mavs, man. Yeah. That's, the like, Mavs, that's man. so good. Ah. Dude, that was such a good series, man. Like, LeBron was still cocky. I mean, I mean, he's obviously he's still cocky now. He but, like, but he was like the bad guy of the league then. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, that's so yeah. good for the league, just to have the Mavericks win. And then LeBron can have his string of dominance. But, like... Not everyone can have Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan and those guys and have 20 years of success. And, like, yeah, I understand Dirk Nowitzki is a you know, franchise player for 20 years as well. But, like, man, just to just to be able to win after that. <sighs> See, I think when it comes to that, I think the Heat are fine. Because I think in every sport, like in football or basketball, like, obviously some teams are good some years and some teams are, like, they're just bad some other years. But there's always those organizations that, will always just be, be in there. Be, there be, right? be in contention, yeah. Like, even if the Lakers suck sometimes, it's Los Angeles. Like, people want to play in Los Angeles. And Which is why I think it seems to be, it, feels, it feels a little cheaper. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, they just won a championship because it's LA. Like, there's no other reason. Yeah, they, they just um, got everyone to come to yeah. LA. And when it comes to the Heat, I think Pat Riley's one of the greatest, like, GM. Executive. Executive, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So I so think this rant, this rant is entirely inspired by the events of today's football game. I just want to let you guys know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, so there's always teams that are going to be bad, which sucks, but I think the Heat as an organization will be there as long as Riley is alive. So here's a question for you guys. If LeBron chose to go to New York in his free agency last oh, year, man. they have a title right now, right? Yeah. No. Yes! LeBron will go there. He'll be the GM and, and gut the roster, get Anthony Davis, and then be yeah. done with it. It doesn't matter what team, dude. You no, put sir. Anthony Davis and LeBron on a team, they're winning the championship. It's not even that, dude. LeBron like gets his own players to like. Yeah, he'll, he, he, he personally recruited yeah. Rondo, fucking <laughs> J.R. Smith, Dwight Howard. Do you think they come in? He has his own cohort of people that he just the Kendrick, possibly, the, Ken, the, the new day yeah. Kendrick Perkins is like Jared Dudley or some shit, man. <laughs> LeBron is just an inevitable force, man. Yeah, he's such you a cannot run, you cannot hide. 
But when are we going to see the fall off, dude? A see, years. the thing is, I think it won't ever fall off. It'll just it'll fade like, away. We're basing it on like past um, players that we've seen, right? Like we see oh. MJ get to like 36, 37 and then fall off, right? Kobe to like 36, 37. But I think technology has improved. And like I saw... Um, no, LeBron is one of a kind, man. No, no, no. LeBron, I saw, LeBron no, no, no. takes so good care of his body. Like, He's yeah, but never it's never been injured, with, I feel it like. Comes with, I mean, he got injured last year, but yeah. it comes with like technology sure. that he uses and the methods that he knows now that other players didn't have in the past. Like I yeah, saw like some... Like Tom Brady too. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, LB23 exactly. <laughs> method, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> like when's like 10, 15 years ago, quarterbacks were retiring at like age 38, 39, and, like, Tom Brady's, like, 43 now, right? So, like, yeah. that goes into it. I heard, um, I saw a video somewhere that said, like, LeBron, I don't know if this is true, but that he spends $1.5 million a yeah. year to take care of his body. body. Yeah, like, it's an investment, dude, and it's working. Yeah, it's like, you, guys were, you guys were talking about this earlier, that his, his best asset is not his physicality, although it's ridiculous. It's his intelligence, and that doesn't go away. That gets better. And Tom Brady said this before, I think, this season. He said, he now has all the answers to the test. Why would he stop taking it? LeBron's had all the answers, I think, to the test since mm, 2015, 2016, when he started realizing that, you know, I can just carry any team around me if I just I just have to put in this, this, this chess piece in this position, figured out the whole game. And sure, maybe you won't see the crazy, you know, 30, 40 point triple doubles, but you'll see like eight assists. You'll see well, complete control of the game. You'll see him maybe handing off to Anthony Davis to put up the 30, 40 points, just like he did this year, and just continuing to be like a super, supercharged version of Rondo. Supercharged. He's mm. like Chris <laughs> Paul, but like. Like Chris Paul, but like 6'8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not going anywhere anytime. Yeah, so I mean, with the technology he has, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to like 38, 39 and still is like a valuable asset. Yeah, I mean, dude, his body, like his physique is still. Like so, like I think the like, word you're looking so for built. is juicy. <laughs> juicy? Uh, that was definitely not the word I was looking Mesmerizing. for. Mesmerizing. That's the word I was. Looking for. <laughs> Mesmerizing. Tantalizing. Tantalizing. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. But Tant- yeah, like I, I don't see a reason why he doesn't slow down for a, a good four, five, six, five, seven, six, eight. Not four. <laughs> not five. Not six. All right, not yeah. seven. <laughs> All right, Andy. yeah, he's thirty-five right now, so. That'll be something. I think he's 36, right? No, he's 35. Oh, I think it's December is his birthday. So. Yeah, 84. December 31st. He will be. He'll be 36. Yeah, all right. I mean, the so I think we kind of talked about like the future for the Heat. Um, at least I, I kind of touched on it. Um, do you see them like making any big plays? Do they, do they need to make any big plays in the offseason? I yeah, mean, they're idea. a destination, and if a good player wants to join you, why say no? Like, but do they need it? Is what I'm saying. Like, do they actively need? Yeah, to go I, think, I think. I think. I still so. think they need one. Yeah. Who would they? Who, like, what kind of player do they? Dude, need? if Giannis is not on the door, Chris Paul would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you could you could put Chris, Chris Paul on any anything. team, man. Like, um, that was just that was just a very generic answer. Yeah. Yeah. If Giannis uh, is not, but you were on saying the door, Giannis. Yeah, yeah, Giannis would totally knock on this door. This is a great place for him to go. I mean, they have to give up stuff to get him. Oh, no, he's a free agent. He's a free agent, and they have plenty of cap space. And, like, yeah. And one of the Sixers superstars, maybe Ben Simmons from NBA. Ah, Ben Simmons on this team. Be pretty sick. I mean, they got shooting, like, this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Ben Ben Simmons and Adebayo is your bigs. Yeah. I, I think also, like, um... Autobio needs to take a little bit of a step up. Yeah, he has to um, develop a mid-range or a floater. Mid-range, some exactly. Kind of like, way to yeah, his, them. yeah, like I think a lot of his strength in the Celtics series was like just bullying Daniel Tyson, just yamming it all over him. But he couldn't do that to LeBron and Anthony Davis all standing right in front of him. So, you know, he just, I don't think uh, anyone can, I, but yeah, like he needs to develop a little bit more of a finesse game to. Um, and that can totally do well. be done. Yeah, I mean, he took yeah, a no, big definitely. step forward this year, so. He could do exactly. it next year. Yeah. Paul George. Paul George. <laughs> I think I think now would be, him? Now like be a great time to buy low on buy Paul low George. on Paul George, dude. Mm-hmm. I think like, the Clippers might be shopping him. I, I mean, yeah, the Clippers could shop him. They don't. They, he's not liked in the locker room apparently, yeah. and like yeah. he'd be cheap. So 
I don't know, give him Goran Dragic. Would he be cheap? No, I don't know. Yeah, he'd be be cheaper than he was in Oklahoma. From the Oklahoma Mm. to uh, LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Dragic is a free agent as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. So I think the best thing about this run was also the experience it got for Hero and None. Yeah, exactly. They're a huge piece as well, so that's also good. They got the they got the core there. Hopefully, they just develop well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the Lakers? Lakers don't really need to do anything just to be exist. in the finals again. Yeah, <laughs> championship or bust. It's yeah. at this point. Anytime you have LeBron, it's championship or bust. Yeah, yeah. Do you think what's their biggest like threat right now? Next year? Yeah, next year. I mean, question. I'm just looking forward to seeing the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Lakers duke it out. Yeah, that's just going to be fun. Lakers and Clippers. Yeah, I, I still, I still the think Clippers the Clippers are still are good, good, dude. Yeah, yeah they get it. They get a new coach. Maybe they'll get some more time together in the offseason, develop an identity, maybe yeah. find a leader. No, but like, um, yeah, no, I said this like when the year started, like nine months ago. When you have LeBron and AD, like, dude, yeah, it's too it's pretty broken. It's just broke, dude. <laughs> Like, how can you stop both at the same time? You put uh, this is a completely like hypothetical. Jack, man. You put you put Kawhi and AD versus LeBron and Paul George. Kawhi and AD. yeah, that would be fair. Yeah. That would be that would be awesome. I think Kawhi and AD would easily take that. But then yeah, again, yeah. there's LeBron. But then, dude, but there's LeBron. And then LeBron will find out the right formula to unleash Paul George. Dude, will <laughs> 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 just feed him Gatorade until he starts knocking down shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, Lakers championship or bust. Miami definitely could be there next season. Out of the East, yeah. I think, like Rose was saying, the Nets are going to be cool next year to watch. I think that's the team I'm most excited for. Yeah, yeah. I, I love watching Kevin Durant play. Yeah. 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 It'll be cool to see what Steve Nash can do, too, as a coach there. The first mm. uh, coach born in Africa in the NBA. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. South Africa. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm like he's he's definitely an offensive genius, so I'm very excited to see how he And he has two extremely willing passers on his team, so <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm guessing he'll use a lot of Warriors elements in his game, in his uh coaching, so that'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, uh, talk about Yeah, let's well, let's talk about since NFL seasons in, in full swing now i guess we're seeing how trash the nfl is at handling covid and it's a different situation obviously like between the nba bubble and the nfl season but just the the way the nba has handled this whole situation as well as the bubble in particular it's it's been super impressive it's a creative solution to a problem and yeah creativity should always be rewarded and like they took a chance like i remember thinking Dude, there's no way they're gonna play in Disney World. Yeah, like, yeah. are you kidding me? This not, season's not, not like gonna that, happen. Not only that, I was. I remember a lot of people were like, "There's no way they're gonna be able to contain everybody." Too. Yeah, like, no, they're no not outbreaks. gonna be able to have no outbreaks in here. But they did. Dude, zero COVID cases. Like, literally, it wasn't really even weird. a factor. And that was like yeah. with Lou Williams trying to get to the strip club. Exactly. Like, it doesn't dude. even matter, dude. Adam Silver. Yeah, and then I mean, the I think side, the yeah, go ahead, Andy. Sorry, uh, yeah, I think the first element was like at the very beginning, uh, when uh, like when there was still like like the pandemic was a little bit like up in the air. He like immediately stopped the I think it was the Jazz Thunder game. Yeah, and then like he just said the NBA season is suspended. I'm like, wait, 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 what? What did he just say? And I was like really confused what was going on. But like in retro, in, or sorry, in hindsight, like this was definitely the right idea. Um, like. I, I, I'm guessing no one expected it to be this bad, but like, even um, for the country to see such a American yeah. institution like pro sports to exactly, be and then the everyone country. everyone followed after it them. It kind of like, justifies shutting down small businesses. Like, okay, yeah, I don't want to shut down my small business because no one else is shutting down. But like, if the NBA is shutting down, yeah, everyone, exactly. yeah, yeah, no one's too big to fall. So exactly, uh, yeah. So and then kudos to the NBA for like and, setting a proper example for businesses and the exact same amount of positive kudos i don't know what negative kudos are but that should go to the nfl yeah dude this has <laughs> all the time in the world to prepare they, for they this. started in february and they sat on their hands and they just put their hands no sorry they didn't sit in their hands they put their hands in their ears and they said la 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 and hope that covid would go away and 
it's there's so many solutions and they don't have to all be as creative as this bubble add extra bye weeks you know maybe minimize travel play change up your rigid schedule but they tried mm-hmm. to play the NFL exactly how it was without making any compromises no no no, no 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 they took out the preseason so people would get injured oh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, it's a poorly dude. run organization man yeah in their defense i mean basketball is different there's like 30 people in an organization that you need right sure they can't in do NFL, a bubble. there's like at least like there's like 100 people yeah like bubble's impossible for bubble's the NFL. impossible so there, it's are, there are solutions no but i mean okay so like when we think about it it's definitely difficult because there's so many teams and they have like 100 people and there's so much care because of the injuries and everything but like you're a billion dollar organization right like there has to be figure something, something out yeah, yeah there has to be something out yeah, yeah. No, but it felt like they just like even dude. Even when they came out with the schedule and everything, even like uh, at least me and some other people must have been scratching their heads. Like, there's no way this is gonna work. Like, how are people like not gonna get COVID in like weeks of this? Yeah, like you you can't trust people enough to say that like yeah they're never gonna they're always gonna follow the strict guidelines um, set in place. Um, like like yeah. you can't you can't trust what is it like three thousand people or like. I don't know, but yeah, like some huge amount of people to f- always follow the rules. So like, yeah, yeah. that's like now, idea. like, yeah, uh, okay. and then now, like with the with with uh, so many COVID cases now, like they're having to reschedule everything. I'm pretty sure they shuffled around like eight games today or something. Messing yeah. with my fantasy oh. league, man. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. Because fantasy is definitely more important than COVID. No, yeah, like you can't, yes. you can't. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, yeah, but like. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's terrible. night and day, dude. The difference between the NBA and the NFL in this. Yeah. No, but I think in the NBA's case, like, there's no way you can mess that up, right? Like, you're in a bubble. Like, people, no one in the bubble has. No, see, what that, do you mean? There's no way. No, that that's why that there's no way they could mess it up because the plan was so good. Yeah. No. So, like, when it comes to, when it comes to NFL, like, I think you should give them credit for spending the money that they spent on their testing and everything because they're testing every player every day. Right, and that's the bare this. minimum, I think, to but test every player I mean, every day. <laughs> no, I was like, okay, sometimes like a player would get a positive test like two, three days before a game, and they'd still have the game. I was, I was curious, like, how is that possible? Yeah, you know? that that's just the NFL trying to get the game out, so they don't. I, they also, I think they also forced. Uh, I don't know if this is an NBA podcast, but they forced the uh, Patriots Chiefs game because they yeah. wanted to see, but then they underestimated people. Don't want to see Patrick Mahomes play Brian Hoyer. <laughs> they want to see Patrick Mahomes play like. Cam Newton. Cam or something. Okay, pa- Cam got positive test, right? They played the game, and literally two days later, Gilmore has a positive. Like, that means he was, you know, possibly yeah. caring, right? So, it's definitely an issue. Good, uh, good job, NBA. <laughs> yes. Back to the main back, point. Back to, back to the NBA. NBA. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I think this just shows how good of... I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on this podcast before, but it just shows how good of a commissioner uh, Adam Silver is. Um, like even starting from his first major decision as a commissioner to ban Dave Sterling. Um, and then I'm sure he's done great things since then, but you know, they're kind of slipping my mind right now, but like now, like super creative whole NBA bubble. And I'm pretty sure like the NHL, um, I don't really watch it, but yeah, like, the NHL that they, created, like that they created a bubble as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they set a very good precedent and I'm, yeah, I'm very happy that uh, Adam Silver is still the commissioner. And we got to see basketball. When I yes, didn't sir. know if that would happen, so that's nice. Yeah, like I, I will take the trade off of not having a like a like fans in like a really really lively atmosphere for having the games in the first place. Exactly, because yeah. at this rate, like you know, Although some I think, may I not think, have. I think we've been a little uh, desensitized to it. I went back and I watched some old finals highlights, and like just how hyped the announcers were getting, it's insane. They're like Mike Breen is yelling when. Draymond Green makes a layup in like the middle of the first quarter, or bang, like, bang. yeah, <laughs> like yeah, no, 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 this is not like hating or anything. I'm just like we truly underestimate how much yeah. of an uh, impact effect the fans, yeah, the, the the crowd makes or on the announcers and even on us at home. Just seeing yeah. that, seeing the crowd get high. Yeah, dude. Sometimes I like I I go rewatch old Steph highlights because you know he hasn't played in a while to. and like. You have to, and then like his uh, his game winner against OKC, it still gives me goosebumps to this day. And then I watched like the Anthony Davis game winner a couple of days ago. I'm like, 
Ah, okay. That's, no, that's, no, that's nice, nice shot, ball. Anthony. Nice yeah. shot. <laughs> nice shot. It wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. Dude, I, I, I'm, I'm just shoot. waiting. I'm just waiting for these shots of Anthony Davis in the locker room to come out. <laughs> no. <laughs> the last time he was celebrating in a locker room. <laughs> Get a little oh, too no. much. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh no! Google Anthony Davis locker room if you don't You're know what foul, I'm talking dude. about. You're foul for that. Yeah, so I mean, thinking about the future, um, <laughs> obviously, yes, get us away Mark Placeus. Yeah, um, obviously, the season kind of ended differently than we're used to. We're used to ending in June, right, and then having like two, three months, and then continuing. But like now, it's ended in you know October. So I'm wondering how the plan's gonna change for off season the draft or free agency and you know the yeah. those are all things that i think can go off without a hitch uh yeah. remotely no, but like i think without... that means no it, i think it means that the season like start time is going to change forever right like i think no, forever they'll, figure, gonna, they'll figure I it out so. they'll figure something out i don't think they're going to change it every time they might have Bro, like, if there's uh, anyone if there's anything out anyone i would put my trust into it's adam silver adam at this silver. point man he something. will figure something out yeah no but i think the logical thing to do is to start you know two three months later Right, I, I that, think you should still have this, yeah, same amount of time as you would normally. Yeah, have. but I, I just think like I'm kind of like you know it's nostalgic, right? Because like the season's straight up changing forever now, like it's starting mm-hmm. at a different date. Oh, we we don't know that. I we mean, like, for the for the for the foreseeable future, they'll probably make incremental yeah. changes. At, like, at least for months. the next three or four years, yeah. maybe they'll make the off season like uh two to three weeks shorter or something, and then that way they can try to get back to some some sense of normalcy. But like, yeah, this is going to be. Uh, like the st- start and end dates are going to be for sure different for like the next four or five years. Actually, like you guys think they're not, they're not going to do another bubble for the regular season again. No, That's no, the they can't do it for a regular season. It's too long. So yeah, we'll see. Dude. Are they yeah. buying an island? I'm down for them to buy an island. They should. They could totally do that. The NFL should do that. <laughs> All right. Uh... Any final words on this, on the finals, on the bubble in general? Uh, just Justin, a hero is more than a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Jackson is such a clown, dude. Mama, there goes that man. Goes Good old-fashioned eight ball, three ball, corner pocket. <laughs> May I have this dance? Man down, man down. He has five punchlines. <laughs> Back when I coached Steph Curry. <laughs> Back when I coached the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, good old Mark Jackson. I had the pleasure of coaching Steph Curry. Yes. Um. <laughs> yes. We are aware, Mark. All right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we're going to have another NBA episode talking about some of our favorite moments from the bubble, kind of like a recap uh, of this entire experience, because like we said, it was a great experience of basketball. So, uh, we're going to talk about our, some of our favorite moments, some of the key moments that we thought were noteworthy. Uh, and of course, we got more NFL stuff coming up, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out the link in Spotify if you want to support us on Red Circle. But we will catch you all in the next episode. See ya!